Hey, folks, I know there are lots of business owners who listen to this show. Maybe some of you never planned on running a business, but now here you are. One thing you've always got to keep in mind is how much you're spending on your operating costs. That's one of the first things we had to keep in mind with WTF. And with things costing more today than they did when we started, you want to keep your expenses down. To reduce costs and headaches, be smart and use NetSuite by Oracle, bringing accounting, financial management, inventory, and HR into one platform and one source of truth. Reduce IT costs, cut the costs of maintaining multiple systems, improve efficiency by bringing all your major business processes into one platform, slashing manual tasks and errors. By popular demand, NetSuite has extended its one-of-a-kind flexible financing program for a few more weeks. Head to netsuite.com slash WTF for more. That's netsuite, N-E-T-S-U-I-T-E dot com slash WTF. All right, let's do this. How are you, what the fuckers? What the fuck, buddies? What the fucking ears? What the fucksters? What's happening? I'm Mark Marin. This is my podcast. I'm going remote. I'm remote right now. I'm not in a bunker. I'm not off the grid. I'm in my hometown for the holidays, Albuquerque, New Mexico. Today on the show, Kyle Dunnigan. Very funny. I enjoy talking to him. I like watching him. He's a funny guy, funny comedian, oddball. He's on the show. We recorded it a little while ago back in the garage. But uh, how are you guys doing? How's the holidays? I am out, I'm actually, to be honest with you, I feel okay. I didn't, uh, what did I get? Is it, is it important what we get? Are we talking about material things? All I know is right now I'm sitting in a room about a block away from where I grew up at the uh, Los Poblanos historic inn and lavender farm i tell you i'm I'm about done with lavender you stay at this place there's lavender and everything there's lavender in the tea and the shampoo and the conditioner and the soap there's everywhere there's lavender and it's starting to turn on me but that's not a criticism i'm just saying that uh certain things uh you you might you can hit a limit with lavender and i think uh, crack cocaine are good examples for some reason patchouli i've been wearing most of my life i don't even notice it anymore but then again, like if I wore lavender, I would probably get more reaction. People would think I'm weird. And if I smoke crack, I would have no friends. I, I don't know if there's a real connection, but, but that's a connection. And outside of that, it's been lovely. And right now, I'm looking out. Snow is falling down. And uh, in Los Angeles, you don't, you don't see much of this, much snow. It's, it's really, I'm, I'm very happy. I'm happy that it's snowing. I'm happy that the, you're, this is a couple days after the Christmas holiday. I'm happy... Uh, for a lot of things. A lot of things are scary and a lot of things are awful in the world, culturally, politically. Uh, but, uh, but it's snowing in New Mexico today, and I'm glad I brought my boots. It's the little things, folks. It's the little things. The boots. Very exciting. And I have not gotten uh, a cold yet. Sarah the Painter had a little cold. I did not get it. I don't know why I didn't get it. I'm not complaining. I'm not going to think too deeply about it because sometimes when you think like, what did I do to not get a cold? Something in your cellular makeup says, you want one? We can set it up. We can, we can, I mean, you can kind of feel it's happening. You know, you feel that nag, like, am I going to beat it? Am I not going to beat it? Am I on the cusp? Sometimes you're on the cusp for, for a couple of weeks. I, I think I'm still on the cusp, but maybe I should just stay in the proactive thinking. 
Like, you know, like I'm on top of this. I'm fighting it on a cellular level. I have that control. I can tap right in to my lizard brain, go past the other stuff, maybe get a little cortisol going, a little adrenaline going, you know, get the cells excited. And uh, yeah, that's what I'm doing. That's what I'd like to think. I'm willing my way through my connection with a very ancient part of my brain into not having a cold. And once I master that, I am never going to die. See? See how that goes? See how you can just keep going with that and then you realize like, ah, I'm fucking lying to myself. So I was here in New Mexico for two days. I saw my father, who turned 80, uh, sat with him at a large party, his, uh, his wife's family's house. Uh, a lot of Christmas stuff going on. There was like a bunch of kids, a bunch of grown-ups, several generations of people uh, doing a, a, a present thing. And there was my dad sitting alone by himself off to the, uh, deep in another room, just sitting there. Just sitting there being my dad, looking at him over there. Just, what's he doing? Thinking? What's he up to? Why isn't he engaging? So uh, I was there to see him, so I, I naturally went over and sat with him for a while. But uh, I don't know. He's 80, and I think, uh, you know, he's, uh, he with, he's withdrawing a bit deeper into the mind. I, I wouldn't say that he's becoming Zen-like or Buddha-like unless sort of a, uh, nirvana or, or complete mindfulness involves some uh, compulsive self-judgment, self-loathing, and shoulda, woulda, coulda-ness. Uh, but he, is, uh, he has mellowed. He's okay. He's older, and it was nice seeing him. I hope that uh, you people were able to spend time with your families and, uh, and tolerate it. Uh, this was a little more than that. I, I think as I get older and things start to fade a bit, it's nice to see him. And, and, but it was also, honestly, nice to, uh, to leave. And uh, we had just a, enough time. And he seems to feel the same way. Not in a hostile way, but when I'm like, I'm going to go. Is that all right? I'm probably not going to see you again this trip. He's like, yeah, yep, good, great. I'm like, great, perfect. So did I say what I got for Christmas? I got a cashmere sweater. I got a hat. I got, um, uh, what else did I get? Oh, Sarah, the painter, finally gave me a painting. Only took four years. It's a nice painting. I'm going to put that up in the house. Um, what else did I get? I got a lot of cards. Not as many as usual, but maybe it's an address thing, or maybe it's because I don't send people anything, and maybe it's because I don't really give too many presents. You know, and I don't go to parties often. So if you're sitting there wondering why you're not popular or why you don't get Christmas cards or why uh, you don't get gifts, do you give them? I find that reciprocity usually leads to that sort of circle of socialization. If you just sit there and you go through your cards and you wonder, why, are they, why didn't I not get as many? Why not as many presents? How come no one's wishing me a happy Christmas or a merry Hanukkah? How come that's not happening? Well, did you do it? Oh, yeah. It's not all about me. I've got I've to care about other people and do the polite thing. If you're not doing that, you're probably going to be in, in Christmas card Siberia all alone with just one or two from your family. I don't really know how long to hold on to the pictures of my friends' families. You know, if you don't have a mantle or you're not pinning them up and they're just kind of hanging around, it's nice to see everybody growing every year. But how long do you keep those pictures? And then I feel bad if I throw them away and I end up keeping them for a long time. And then I find them a few years later. And then it's sort of like, oh, remember when they were like that? Why didn't I throw that away? It's hard to throw away pictures of people that you know and their kids all dressed up, 
posing for photographs. But uh, you can do it. When's the right time to do that? I don't know. Do I have an email to read? Maybe I do. Subject line, intergenerational Marin. Hey, Mark, I've been a longtime fan, and although you don't know me or anything about me after listening to your podcast for so long, I feel as though I know you like a friend. You have a way of breaking the barrier between presenter and listener. I've been able to relate to so many of your experiences of addiction, loss, and jealousy, and that way you share them so openly and honestly. I'm going through a divorce myself, my first. You are much more experienced in this area than me. Not proud of that. Not I, that's not it's not a notch on my belt. And listening to your podcast eases some of those lonely days and nights. I wanted to share a moment with you. The other day, my seven-year-old son came home and said, "Hey, Dad, you know that podcast you always listen to? WTF?" He pronounces it as a word. What if that Mark guy reads a turkey story for kids? Are you sure it was him? I said. He said, "Yeah, the guy with the mustache and the glasses." We looked it up, and sure enough, there you were reading Turkey Trouble. My parents have said that they enjoy watching you on Glow and think you are one of the best characters of the show. So you're transcending generations and becoming known to all. Hope you're coming to do more shows in Australia soon. Happy holidays, Glenn. That's exciting. Everybody knows me for a different reason. That's nice. And then like, you know, it's almost like uh, the other things that I do that they don't know is kind of like my secret life for those people who know about that and not about the other thing. Anyway, folks. I, uh, I have to hit the road. We got to pack up. It's amazing what, that we travel with so much stuff. Like it just keeps growing. All this stuff is growing as we move. And we've only been here three days. And it's almost like we live in this room. That's how we travel. So folks, stay safe. And uh, right now, I'm, uh-oh, hold on. Someone's at the door. You'll get it? Yeah, it's a maintenance guy? Yeah. Oh, they're coming to check the hot water as we leave? Okay. Hey. Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. Tankless water heater in the ceiling. Thank you. All right. How you doing, buddy? So uh, there, that was a little uh, real-life moment. Uh, we didn't have hot water for the last couple hours, so the guy came in with a ladder, and he's going to go up into the ceiling now, and we're about to leave, but now I feel like... Maybe we should stay just to take another shower. Okay, so now I'm going to share with you my conversation with Kyle Dunnigan. You can follow him on Twitter, Instagram, and YouTube, and he's very active on all three, particularly Instagram, where he does a lot of funny stuff. So this is me and Kyle Dunnigan. It was a very fun uh, conversation. Enjoy it. Sometimes I wish I paid more attention in school or in some cases, any attention at all. There are probably a lot of things I could have gotten more out of like literature. And now it's probably not in the cards to go back to school and study the classics. But luckily for us, there's a new podcast called the Foxed page that dives deep into the best books of all time. This is basically like the best possible college English class, but more relaxed and fun. No pressure of grades or needing to prepare something to say in class. It's only the books you want to read and know about presented by best-selling author Kimberly Ford. Everything from Cormac McCarthy to Madame Bovary, from classics like Frankenstein to modern hits like Lessons in Chemistry. I love Ireland, but I missed the boat on James Joyce. The Fox Page has a three-part series on Dubliners, and that's a pretty great starting point. Want to get the most out of what you read? The Fox Page is for you. Get it now wherever you get your podcasts.
Are you all right, buddy? You tired? No, I just like kind of meditated though, so I'll pump up. What do you mean, kind of meditated? When you well, drove over, you slept yeah, Well, I got here early. Did I don't you, like to be late. Oh, yeah, I don't either. It makes me panic. So I, I, I have like a meditation app that I put on. Uh, Headspace? No, it's called Insight. Oh, geez. What's the difference? Have you, did you try Headspace? I did Headspace, which I like, but I don't like them you watch cartoons and stuff like that. What? Oh, I, like I actually, see, I didn't even get that far. I put uh, the app on my phone. Yeah. And I, I guess I didn't open it. Like you, I, I made the move to meditate, but didn't take the action. Do you, you don't meditate at all? No. Yeah. Why? Does, are, we on, are we recording now? Sure. Is this the show? Kinda. Have you listened <laughs> to it before? I have. What year did you start? I'm older than you, right? 90, you're, what are you, 40? 47. Oh, you're getting up there. What? Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I had a midlife crisis, by the way, this time last year. It's about the time. Full on midlife, which I think is good to have midlife crisis. Crisi. Yeah, I, I don't know that, uh, I, I think I panicked right through mine. So you're and, in the winter of your life. Yeah, I'm, it might be the final quarter. This might be it. It might be the, you know. You I like, it makes you feel alive. Like, I feel alive now. Yeah, well, it, it's going to keep getting more. Yeah. But it, it becomes a sad thing, that feeling of being alive when you know time's running out. You're like, oh. I, you know. I don't think about it. I don't think about it. I do think about it. I think we should think about I mean, it. Well, I mean, I I know what's happening. But, like, it's, it's sort of... Uh, like, we all know we're going to die, but, but we you, don't know of what. And when you get older and things start to ache and, and yeah. creak a little bit, you're like, yeah. oh, the, this body's only built for so much. Mm -hmm. That's a thing. You can't ignore it when you yeah. start losing your vision and the yeah. aches and stuff. But other cultures that face death, yeah. unlike us, they are less stressed out. We, we push it away, but, you know, it's there. But then we got... Well, I think Canadians are better at it because they know, like, well, the you know, I've got health care. And, yeah. uh, you know, and, and there's probably some sort of... Uh, elderly care that you you know like you you sort of like there's not the crisis of like what the fuck are we going to do when you get sick or no one wants to deal with you anymore yeah well they got a state thing that you just go check in and that's that yeah why doesn't it work why do you think it doesn't work here because there's no money in it is that it of course what do you mean why does there not national health care because yeah. you'd have to you'd have to basically you know shut down the insurance market is and it, move it to the government. Is it that simple? Is there anything else? Is it just that, you think? That's just that. I can't figure out. Was Obama sitting in this chair that I'm in? He was in that chair, but Get in a out. different garage. Oh. What but this mean? chair. That well, chair, I just, yeah. No, that was the chair, for sure. <sighs> well, I need a minute to take that in. Okay. Obama just sat here. And yeah. now here I am. Yeah. Hmm. What's going on with you in relation? I, I, I need a minute. This has been like I'm 20 sorry, seconds. Sorry. All right, I'm good. Uh, it's shorter it's than we cool, thought. <laughs> I thought I needed a minute, but it was actually 34 seconds. So wait, how did the midlife crisis manifest itself? I was writing for a show, Which Sarah one? Silverman show on Hulu. When you were dating or be after? After. Yeah. That's how- Why, why was that tone? What was that tone? After. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of tone? What would you say that tone was? It was like, after, why'd you bring that up? No, okay. I. that tone was just- to, to put a point on it because I think you, I think you might have been the last comic I think you might have yeah I, I did it <laughs> I tend to do that I tend to be the last comic well I'll tell you this yeah um, you get along with her though I do she's actually like really good at being friends with all her exes I think yeah and I, I have I'm, I feel like mm -hmm. uh, also I realize working for her is our relationship she must have been the boss because there was no um, transition feeling and I was writing for Amy Schumer before that and I got kind of in that uh, writer loop yeah. and then I realized how little time I had I just suddenly felt my age uh -huh. and um, I, I, I 
didn't I wanted to be a performer and I, I that was always the thing yeah yeah I like to write it's a great job you've but, done a lot of it it seems yeah but I got caught in it because because oh. of, of uh, you know there's stability money all that sure stuff, so sure then I was like I'm gonna focus on my yeah yeah I am gonna focus on my my Instagram I just make Instagram videos I'm now do that for a year focus this was on, the this was the midlife crisis yeah so that doesn't sound very dark <sighs> It didn't get that dark, but I, I tell you, I'm still, I'm still feeling it. Yeah, like I get up at six thirty every morning on purpose, on pur- or just because you can't sleep anymore. <laughs> no, on purpose. No, I mean I get up at like six and I can't go back to sleep. I you don't... just pop awake. Yeah. Do you, are you awake? That's, that's at one night of the gifts too? of being older, is that you know you just can't sleep in the morning anymore. No, I usually mm. fall asleep at night. Like okay, boom. Well, how many but, hours are you getting getting up at six thirty? Uh, I think I probably average six. That's okay. Yeah, it's not great, but it's just where I'm at. And Whatever's good for you. It's not good for me. I mean, I'd like to be able to, like, on a weekend, maybe sleep till nine. Yeah. But, like, I don't know. I think I'm doing a bit about it that, like, I don't really believe in God, but that's the one thing that makes me question because uh, it does seem like as you get older, and it happens to everybody, that yeah. you can't sleep as much. It's almost like God saying, like, hey, you might want to be up for this. Yeah. <laughs> Not a lot of time not left. Much. <laughs> to, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't, be, I don't, you're not religious. No. I you say that like you were wary. Like, what if I said I am? But I'm, I'm I open get, to I your get nervous. views. I would get nervous. I'm open to your religious. views. Tell me, tell me, here's, tell me, lost one. Here's, <laughs> how do you explain your inability to suspend your disbelief? I mean, you and feel like faith? such an idiot when someone's religious and they're looking at you, thinking you go to hell. I sat next to a lady on the plane, and uh, how did this come up? She had pamphlets. Oh. She was one of those people. <laughs> oh, no. yeah. And then, I, and she was, yeah. you know, I. You, listen and you try to be nice you don't want to hurt someone's feelings no but then she said that i was wasting my life being a comedian yeah and then i i sort of turned and i thought why well, i'm gonna defend why would myself. you say that yeah and uh so i was like well you know why do how can you say people in africa who never yeah. hear of jesus go to hell right and she said there's the internet now oh it's only a matter of time before we get to him right yeah so the missionary mindset like they're not going to hell. We can still get there. We've got people down there. They're handing out the pamphlets. We're working on we're the get, internet. We're getting close. Yeah. And then people that just if they're in a plane crash and they they're the only survivor, they they thank God for saving yeah. them. But then they're saying like He chose me over the other people He let die. Like it doesn't make sense that there's any God watching and. Uh, no, if if there is, he's got a a, a very wicked sense of humor. He's and, hilarious. Uh, yeah, oh, like dude. while we've been talking, yeah, eight yeah. children died. Sure. Of, uh, well, yeah. Well, I mean, probably more, but but uh, I don't even frame it that way. That the the weird thing that you know it's prophesized that the world will end, yeah. and uh, you know we're all sort of like if it does sort of come to pass that it does, yeah. and it does seem biblical. A lot yeah. of us are going to feel pretty stupid. Oh yeah. <laughs> But also, I would have a lot of questions. Well, I mean, you probably won't get an opportunity to ask them unless you, you jump on board now. Well, then you can't do that Hail Mary pass when you see, you know, Jesus lowering out of the sky. I think you can, as long as you say you believe in Jesus. Right, it, you get in under You get the, in under the water. That's what people on death row do. They get in. They right, go, right. Now I accept, and yeah, then they go yeah. to heaven. Yeah, or at least they feel better in that last few seconds. Yeah. They, a little bit of optimism. Would you be if you were on death row? I think I would start to maybe get religious. I don't know. I I don't see my brain doing it. Like I I just, it's really a matter of being able to suspend the disbelief. Which I, it's not. I don't. I I don't sit around and be atheistic all the time. I do find it, uh, you know, disconcerting when people of faith 
act uh, within that faith or they think they are, and it's clearly damaging to others and to the world in general, what they are able to uh, rationalize. Yeah. Uh, but I don't begrudge them their faith. I just don't know that I can get there. And fortunately, as you get older, less things seem to matter. So you do get a little relief anyways. I do feel relieved more now that I'm older. Well, yeah, because like, like you know, a lot of the things that were so important and so horrifying and so painful that you look back at them and you're like, I was 12. Yeah. You know, I was 19. Yeah. And I thought that, you know. Where'd you grow up? Well, whose show is this? I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I grew up I in New Mexico. Mine. You did? And mostly, yeah. I, grew, I was born in Jersey okay. and uh, lived two years in Alaska. My dad was in the service. And then from third grade to through high school, Albuquerque. See, I met you in New York and you seem like such a New Yorker to me. Well, no, I always had a line in because my, yeah. my family was from Jersey. So I was there all the time. Was, and New York was important to me. But I ended up there in like um, 89. You were the, one of the big guys when I was in New York. I, I was, was never a big were, guy in New York. I, I know that you think that you weren't, but you were. Like you and in the Dave. Alt, in the alt scene, maybe. But in terms of like actual club work, why? When did you start? Let's, let me see. 97. Oh, well, yeah, I was. Big time? Well, I, I, mean, I could work at the cellar by then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you know. Yeah. That's when he started? 97. That's when, yeah. that's when little Kyle Dunnigan showed mm -hmm. up with his guitar? Yeah, I was very uh, pushed away from what I do naturally because I do love music. I do yeah. impressions, and these things were not looked upon as a good idea because back then to get a deal, you talk about yourself yeah. and your, your problems and everything. And no, that's not oh, okay. Right, well, I get it. Like no, managers right. were like, put the guitar down. Well, what's your point of view? Yes, right. All that, and really, I'm more like a Dana Carvey kind of guy. Yeah, and imagine Dana Carvey uh, trying to do that stuff. No, it I know. Quite fit. Uh, well, I mean, I guess New York is not the. It, it, I, yeah, it's weird. You should have went to San Francisco. Would have uh, changed everything yeah. for you. Yeah, I'm just now doing what I should be doing. I feel like. Yeah, finally, finally. Well, it, I'm only 47, <laughs> so. But it's weird where you choose to start because, like, I, you know, after New York. Like I hit the wall in New York, yeah. and eventually I was like, "Fuck it," and I went to San Francisco. And they'll they just love people who don't fit in. Oh, okay. you fucked up. We need to go back in time. Mm. You'd be on SNL now if you'd just gone to San Francisco. Does yeah, that, does that hurt your feelings? Mm, a little bit. <laughs> I had an audition there that was so bad. Let's go back to the beginning, Kyle. Yes. Dig, you dig seem deep. like a. I can't. I, you, you seem. You seem like you might be adverse to that. No, go ahead. No, do you go to therapy? Uh, not right now. But you have? I have, yeah. Because of women problems, mostly? Mm, yeah, my father was sick and dying, and uh, yeah. that brought me into it. And when? and then I had like, yeah. Your dad, oh, when was that? Uh, 98. Holy fuck, it's been a long time. Yeah, how yeah like 20 was, years. How old was he? He was like 59 when Holy he got diagnosed. Holy shit, yeah. with what? Brain tumor, what McCain had. Really same the same one. thing? Yeah, it's aggressive and oh, bad. That's terrible. I'm sorry. This is a comedy podcast, right? No. Oh, okay. Not good. necessarily. Have you listened? Never. No, I have actually. <laughs> I don't I, listen to podcasts. I listen I don't to either. you, Joe Rogan. It's I don't oh, know okay. why. Well, there, there there goes your week. Between yeah. me and Joe Rogan, that's what, ninety <laughs> hours. Yeah. You know, he does like what does he do? Six hours? Uh, yeah, <laughs> we show? did a little, I, I did at one point say, like, is it over soon? <laughs> But I love that. I mean, he... Well, it's like the old days, like doing a three-hour radio show. Yeah. I mean, you just kind of hang out, someone else comes by, and you just hang out, and they talk to and him. And low pressure. Yeah, and yeah. I'm starting a podcast, and I'm thinking of doing like 40 minutes, because... Um, what happened to the uh, Professor Blastoff? Oh, that ended uh, maybe like five years ago. 
Really? It was been that were long? You, since you, were I, you a listener? Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I listened to most of the one I was on. Oh, that's right. I forgot you were on it. See, see oh, how boy. we forget? And you, yeah. you barely even did the fucking show. Yeah, yeah. But I think Tig was gone. It was me and you and Huntsberger and I don't remember who else. Yeah, yeah that's it. Yeah. Just you, the three of us? Mm-hmm. I don't think Tig was there, was she? She must have been. Oh, maybe she yeah, was, yeah. yeah she was you right. never did it without her? No. I just remember we were talking about uh, farting in relationships. You know, it was a deep oh, podcast. Oh, I remember that. Because I had a situation where... Yeah. You know Mike Burton? comedian no. he used to fart on uh me and my friend just we lived in the same building we'd take a nap that's yeah. how hard we were working he would like fart on us that it was the same kind of guy that would ride on your face if you were drunk exactly uh-huh. so we got like into this vietnam kind of sleep where you know <laughs> so i was dating this girl and um yeah she buried maybe a month in and she farted yeah uh, like 1 a.m and yeah. i screamed i threw the covers up i was like ah! and then i realized where i was yeah and jumped back down in like a fetal position and she must have knew she farted because she didn't say you know why'd you scream yeah she farted in her sleep yeah and which look what it's natural it's it fun. is it's just something you got to suck up you know what i mean well there's a point in every relationship where you, you just got to deal with that I feel yeah like. but it's rare to find a woman that just like blows them you know like dudes do like like here we are yeah and, and then just on the couch just farting yeah, at yeah. each other have you had that kind of love no yeah, I like, mean, they, you know they do it and they smell and, you know, yeah. they have their things, but they they always carry a little shame, I think. And, and I'm generalizing, but I think most yeah. men, after a certain point, it's like it's coming out and it's going to be in the car. It's going to be during a walk. It's do you have a talk or you just let it, you just surprise a, a, like a, during a walk? After a like certain that. point? No, yeah. no, just just go. Yeah. You got to get to that point where you just go. Are you dating now? This yeah. is my podcast. Yeah. Um, I've been with uh, this woman, Sarah, for like four years. Okay. Yeah. So. How far in was it like we fart? No, we, no I do. I mean, she's not on she board. She still keeps it. No, I down, just, though. yeah, I mean, I, I know she does it somewhere, yeah. you know, but we, you know. You've never heard her fart in four years? No. Wow. No. She's good. Yeah, I feel bad. I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm Wait, not why saying like, bad? God damn it, don't you ever. No, just you're like, not her forcing choice. her to. No. I'm not saying that. Yeah. She's just making an effort. Yeah. This is like our, this is like our morning radio style warm up for a yeah. real conversation. Yeah. Yeah. This is, you edit these down, right? <laughs> I'm just trying to get you comfortable. I know yeah, you're yeah. used to doing a lot of radio and Corolla show and you're doing voices and stuff. I just want to do Look, whatever needs. You need. I need time to get into a warm up. <laughs> So if we could just take that, I appreciate it. <laughs> sure, <laughs> throw out any names. I'll do the voice. Well, I well, it's, but where did you grow up? I grew up in Connecticut. Which part? Weston. It's oh. near Westport. So that's fancy. It was, but I was. We were one of the poor kids compared compared to the other kids. Really? I, I didn't know that we were pretty wealthy till I got out of town. Like my friends had mansions and this one guy had a pool with an island in the middle oh wow that olivia de Havilland got married on and we had none of that we had a small plane it was like that, one engine you had small you had a small plane yeah it was like a tiny one though. but you had a plane yeah but your we had dad, no pool but your dad had a plane yeah but we had like the house was like only four bedrooms uh-huh wow it sounds really sad no pool no pool but did you park the plane in the back was no, it, the plane, was the plane up on on bricks like was it up on a on a lift on yeah, a jack next to the boat like, did it never get used in yeah. pieces? A I, wheel I, I would never go. Did you have in. a boat? No. No boat? No. Who flew? My father flew. How many kids in the family? Three of us. I'm the youngest. How are the other ones doing? Brother's a cop. 
Really? Middle brother. In Connecticut? Yes. And he's so stressed out. I just have to say. I don't know, man. It never ends for cops. I mean, think about that job. And I know, you know, there's it's a lot just, of- the, 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 the thing about the job of cop is that you know that what you do there's never is never going to be resolved. There's always right. going to be crime. Yeah. So uh, there's no point in your life at your job where you're like, yeah, I think we got a handle on this. <laughs> I did it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, you go to where people are being assholes. That's your job. You know, 25 years, they've been like, hey, you know, go here. What city? Uh, uh, Hart, Hart near Hartford. It's called... Um, Windsor. Oh, okay. Oh, I yeah. know Windsor. Yeah. I was in Hartford. So, like, he's got domestic abuse calls. Yeah, there's some high... gang stuff, too. Yeah, so it's high crime there? So hey. he's out in there putting his hand on his gun as he approaches cars? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. That's that's dangerous. I mean... It's the most dangerous, really. My friend, you know, we were shooting this thing, and, and this is in L.A., but he, he was dressed as a cop. Yeah. A fake gun. Yeah. Cops pulled us over, and they were like, is that a real gun? And he goes, no, this is a toy, and, and he, he touched went, it, and there was a gun in his face. <laughs> like, like, you... <laughs> Cops stopped you. Just Wake put up. your hands in the air. <laughs> yeah. There's a lawsuit. Sue them later. But just don't put your hands in your pockets. It happened pretty quick, huh? It was unbelievable. <laughs> and he was a cop, this guy, Justin McKinney. He's a comedian now. I know Justin, yeah. yeah he was How's a cop. he doing? When, he's doing he great. At? He's in New Hampshire. He's, he's, I saw him. Yeah, he sells theaters in New Hampshire. He's got a uh, good... Where the fuck did it. I see him? Like he's, I think he, you know, he stopped by. I was surprised, and yeah, I think it must have been in New Hampshire because I remember him from New York too. Yeah, there was another cop. That was Deresta was a cop. Yes. Joe Deresta. He was, was in the car too. It's <laughs> funny you mention it. Yeah, we were doing like a cop show or something. <laughs> Two cops in the car. Yeah, and no one thought to not go for the fake jo- gun. No, John Deresta put his hands on the ceiling immediately. Right yeah, when the guy woke, yes, walked up, Justin, because uh, he up. was dressed dressed as a cop as well. Yes. Yeah, it was scary. But this is like, it's when a cop pulls you over, just know they're so stressed out. They just go to, to like go to this domestic thing. The guy's throwing his, you know, feces on the on the floor, and then you go there, and then you go somewhere else where they're calling you. This just the, and that. the 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 knowledge that that cops, you know, after a certain point, you would think you would have seen everything, but you haven't because people. Are uh, to qu- a quote that I've been using a lot from Michael Clayton. Like people are fucking incomprehensible. So you like <laughs> you know like you, you think that there's some sort of kind of like a context for human behavior until you like yeah you find the yeah. guy throwing shit on himself you know with uh, with something in his ass and he's about to set his dick on fire right and and you're like hey, sir please can you can you put the torch down yeah. It's like, <laughs> I was on the phone with my brother, and he was like, I got to go. A guy's drinking cleaner fluid on his porch. I was like, okay. <laughs> on purpose. And then you go to the precinct, and they're all kind of being jerks to each other because they're all trying to let out this steam. Sure, you got to bust balls, right, just to get some relief. They got to have therapy or meditation 20 minutes a day. It should be mandatory in, in precincts, I think, because they're uh, dealing with so much stress. Are you saying they do it? They do. No, meditate? they should. It, it should be. Well, I think that there, there's been lots of attempts to integrate you know, some sort of uh, you know, m- mindful kind of like relief yeah but like you know after a certain point it's like no fuck that and on top of that you go home and the news is like you're an asshole racist basically it's like yeah. the news about cops so it's really a tough job so but he's all right he's doing all right i think he's got two more years till retirement oh he's got like a countdown is he a detective or no like patrol oh really so yeah, he, he wanted want... to do that 
have, patrol. Yeah. Stay active. Now he regrets it, but in the beginning you're like, <laughs> maybe if he'd gone to San Francisco. Yeah, I would have been the guitar. He would have been chilled out. Man. What's the other brother do? Uh, that's a sister. Oh. Uh, when did that happen? Used to be a brother. Just <laughs> yeah, kidding. Yeah, yeah. All right. Um, she's uh, a teacher. She had kids and everything. That's she's nice. older. Yeah. Older? Like, but you know her. Yeah, but we weren't as close. Me and my brother talk every day. Every day? Pretty much, yeah. When he's out in the car? Yeah. Yeah. Just give him a Where quick call. Headed? Yeah. Going on a Diarrhea call. town. Be right back. <laughs> yeah. What is that? It's just, uh, ah, I mean, I just feel bad for him, but. Yeah. He's a good guy. Yeah. Really good guy. Well, that's nice that you talk to him every day. Yeah. So you grew up in the house with the plane. We had the plane, the small plane. And your mom? Mom was a mother. Mm-hmm. What what grades does your sister teach? She teaches like special like oh. autism kids and stuff. Oh like that. yeah, that's yeah. a yeah, that's important. That's an e- another easy job. Oh my god, what what they both just signed up I for? No, and then I I signed up for vacation. Yeah, basically. always. That's yeah, my job. Just being a goofball. Yeah, it is kind of weird. What did your dad do? He was a lawyer. Oh. yeah. Like a he did plane crashes. Actually, that was his specialty. When he first started, he wasn't. He wasn't uh, making that much money. At the very end of his life, he started to make money. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did um, like the Lockerbie crash. He was part, really? he was part on, he was uh, on the council. And then he was like lead council. The Lockerbie one, that was one. a bomb, right? Yeah. So he was representing people who were on the flight? No. From, he was on the bad guy side, the insurance side uh-huh. on that one. Oh, really? He, didn't li- he was part of the team, but he didn't like it. And he switched over to doing the other side, the plaintiffs. Yeah. And he got, he was lead counsel on the Croatia crash. I don't remember that one. It was yeah. like Ron Brown, some like senators were in the plane. That they, and, was that shot down? No, they hit a mountain. Oh. And my father figured out there was like outdated maps. So it, it was, they were liable, the, the, the plane company. And so what happens when, when they're liable is the widows get the money that the person would have earned. Uh-huh. So this plane was filled with like 17 multimillionaires. Oh, you know, yeah, small I do plane, kind of remember private that. Plane. Yeah. And so the first, you know, widow got like $17 million. And then my dad got the brain tumor. So he couldn't finish the case. That was in a settlement? Hmm? <laughs> the brain tumor? Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah, it was part of the whole package. And my my father got like, he had to split the money with that because you get like a third. So we got like $5 million for that one person. And there's there's 16 more. So he would have made like $60 million had he, he lived. But he, he, you know, luckily made, an, you know. Enough to like two million to like take care of my mom and stuff because she's still around yeah yeah that's nice same yeah, house she knocked down their the her like childhood home and built a house oh not the one you grew up in somewhere. no she's in westport now like down that's the nice West- westport's pretty you got westport's the little nice. town you yeah, got yeah. the aging actresses and actors there. yeah paul newman was no there. longer yeah died who's the other aging actress you're thinking of I don't know. I just like I dated a, a girl from uh, my first girlfriend's mother was sort of an actress and involved with the theater, and uh, yeah. she ended up in Westport. I don't think she's there anymore, but like you know, they were they were around. It seemed yeah, yeah, like the Arkins, aren't mm-hmm. they? Yeah, yeah. The, uh, <laughs> uh, what's her name? The uh, Martha Stewart. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. Westport Playhouse. Yeah. Sure, she worked there. That must have been it. Yeah. I think she. Yeah, she might have been involved with that. At yeah. Some point. My mother did tickets there when she was twelve. When she was twelve. Yeah. And was she an actress? She wanted to be, yeah. Oh. So she pushed her little boy into it. She pushed you into it? Yes. Oh. Did you do commercials when you <laughs> she drive you into New York? She read commercials. Did she? She did a little bit, pushed me a little bit. 
So, yeah. all right, so you're growing up, the, your brother was like athletic, the cop? Mm, no, he was like smoker, tough guy. Oh, He's like, okay. what's that? Like, we both had the same voice, but he brought his down when he yeah. turned like 14. He's like, what's that? <laughs> but, yeah. We talked the exact same, then yeah. suddenly he came home and said, like, I talk like this now. <laughs> like, I'm, a cop. I'm gonna be a cop one day. Pick up diarrhea. Yeah, is that, what's a diarrhea yeah. riff? I don't know why, but I, I just imagine, he had to go on a call like that and it stuck in my head. That there's a diarrhea Someone's problem? throwing diarrhea. Someone's throwing. They're throwing their, their, yeah, their feces. Uh-huh. That's like, kind of in us I mean it's a monkey thing and sure. we're 98% monkey yeah I never think to really touch Throw your no no like if I wipe and get some on my finger I'm sort of like well that's interesting mm-hmm. maybe I'm not doing this right and... you think it's interesting well yeah well it's sort of like I, I'm you know you get fascinated like the body's kind of amazing it just breaks everything down into this mess and you know and we move on yeah <laughs> The body's doing a lot of work without us even doing anything. To it, you. it is amazing how much is yeah. going on. I never think to. Th- I never think to uh, throw it. No, and I don't. You know, I don't think to pee on things. Okay. Well, maybe yeah. you're more evolved. Did you do 23 and Me? Did you have? I did, and uh, there was no like on the checklist of things I wanted to know about myself. Yeah. The medical checklist. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them was throwing feces, and I checked that. Uh, yeah. And uh, no, no one in no my one family. In your family. No. Uh-uh. No Cro-Magnon. No. Yeah. Well, I'm sure there was, but we're not going back that far. Do you like being like have because you have a Jew- Jewish thing? Like you're Jewish, and you have this thing. Uh-huh. I'm very like I don't have a thing. That's clear. Yeah. <laughs> You're you're a guy in search of a thing. That's why you do all the voices. Yeah, you're I don't. Just... I I'm. I don't exist. I do other people. Right. Well, what? Well, I mean, you do exist. I mean, I I get a sense of who you are. Oh, okay. Yeah. It's you but know. in terms of genetically, like I'm I'm a mutt. I'm, I'm, what what did what was the breakdown? It's all over. It's uh, Irish, yeah. Italian. Really. Uh, uh, Your classic sort of first wave immigrant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like all the all the cultures that came here in the first wave of immigration in the eighteen hundreds or whatever they all had sex. Yeah, yeah. A lot, there's yeah, a lot, you. lot of Irish Italians made it. What's the other one? Is it mostly Irish? Um, no, uh, there's just a lot of European, different uh, Norwegian, and all over the place. Really, Norwegian yeah. too? Yeah, man, bunch. Yeah. You run the gamut. A lot of a lot of mating. Well, when did your people come here? Well, my grandparents, great-grandparents came over uh-huh. on both sides. From? Uh, Italy and Ireland. Okay. Ireland. Yeah. See, is there, have you been? No, I want to go. Yeah, I think you can probably live Italy. there if you want to. Can't what? you? How much Irish do you have in you? Dunnigan, that's Irish, right? Yay. Yeah, I think you could probably just live there if you wanted. I Maybe I, maybe you can get I will. get citizenship. Can I play the guitar there? Is it like? Yeah, they love it. You just have to change the rhythm. Mm-hmm. So your mom is Italian? Yeah, Full mostly. On. Mostly, yeah. Mostly. Yeah. So you had Italian grandparents? Yes. That's nice. Yeah, great food. Where'd they live? Uh, Westport. Oh, yeah? Mm-hmm. And the other ones? Uh, um, Boston area. Uh, the Irish, of course, Newton, in Boston. Yeah. Newton. Yeah, that's pretty yeah. good. Tough guy, brother, sister, who you don't really know that well. Mm-hmm. <laughs> don't want to talk to her. Yeah. Well, I love her, but yeah, we don't speak. What's the age difference between you and her? Six years. That's not that bad. And your brother? A year and a half. Oh, right. So yeah. you guys are right at, right there. And he, I was supposed to be an abortion. Like They, they told my mother they, they should uh, abort me because she, she almost died having him. Oh, really? So yeah. you, they said, you got to get rid of this one? You got to, yeah, you got to take this one out. Yeah. Luckily, she gambled. Yeah. yeah. Is it though? I don't know. Maybe it's not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't ask to be here. It's been it's been hard, right? 
It's not. I mean, you're at life this point, is hard. You're 46, and you just want to do your voices and have people That's recognize all. you for it. And, yeah. And you know, I don't know. Life's hard. I think this is very. We're we're living in a very soft time. This yeah. this new generation is is we're doing them a disservice, making them think that life is easy. It's really hard. I don't know. I think they're adapting in a different way. I think that every generation, like I, I think that there's a lot of things that they have easier. That's not necessarily that great. I don't think they have any. Uh, capacity for context in terms of history. Uh, I think that the internet has made everything very present and very trivial in a way. Yeah. Uh, that there's no reason for them to uh, to sort of take note of what delivered them here, the nature yeah. of the struggle, and uh, you know they're they're paralyzed by convenience and completely plugged into a lot of uh, kind of temporary and uh, short-sighted bullshit. Yeah, I think it's but really the, hard. Is that just old guy talk? No, I think I think it, I think you make a good point. I think it's really hard to grow up where I mean just just the idea of like the likes and stuff when yeah. you're a teenager having to deal with all that and and everything's like so like it's like everything is available all the time and there's all these things that you know and you grow up you know engaging with screens. You don't have you know the the sort of realm of your imagination is limited to the compulsion to put everything that you think out into the world. Yeah, and porn. I mean, when we were growing up, like wow. I, I would rip out pieces in glamour and hide them under my bed. Oh, and the there was first like a girl time, yeah, in underwear. Right, or the your porn magazine, or like you get hold of some weird. I'm a little older, so you get hold of some weird Betamax tape, and you're like, oh my yeah. god. And now, like it's. Uh, I, I'm very suspect to why there's so much porn and you know, like in the fucking 80s, there was a goddamn Mies commission about pornography in this culture and the dangers of it. And there was this whole conservative right wing push to rid us of porn. And now all of a sudden it's just okay for it to be everywhere. Yeah. And has anyone why. did a study about, because now is the time to do it with kids that grew up where they were like, oh, that actress is hot. Let me see her naked. Yeah. Yeah. And, I've, and, I've done a personal study. Porn will fuck your head up. <laughs> Oh, you did yeah. your own research? Yeah, you know, no, I, I definitely, it's mm-hmm. conclusive. Yeah. I saw it when I was very young, 14, you know, and it, it was even harder, well, much harder to find, but I got hold of some. But at least you had to work for it. Oh, yeah, no doubt. But uh, outside of that, so young Kyle, mm-hmm. what what what's he doing? What was what was I doing as a child? What were you doing in I high was school? Very... Were you a song and dance man? You know, embarrassingly, uh-huh. kind of was. I, I mean, I took tap and jazz with my mother <laughs> when I was 13, and I didn't want to. Wow. I was a follower. Like, I sort of did what my mother told me to do. Uh-huh. Because, you know, your your parents are, that's how you survive. You uh-huh. please them. Uh-huh. And I just got this message to sort of listen. Have you considered maybe you're gay or no? I consider it all the time. <laughs> The only thing holding me back <laughs> is that I I find the female body more attractive. But that's other that's than it. that. That's it. it. it seemed like I mean, gonna, yeah. yeah. I think my dad cuz my dad found my porn under my bed. I think he he was relieved. Not that he's against gay people, but I think he was worried maybe this would be tough for this kid. Right. The, you know, my tap gay. dancing son. Yes. <laughs> my jazz I, I, my yeah, jazz my jazz dancer. son. <laughs> jazz hand son. <laughs> so I, I think uh yeah. So he's like the kid's all right. So he found it and he tucked he, it. He back gave me like under. a wink, like like and he, and he let you keep like, it? Yeah, yeah. Let me keep it. That was cool. <laughs> pictures of girls in their underwear. Right, so you're so you're going to tap and jazz with your mom. What age Humiliated. is Humiliated. Like thirteen. Oh. Like too old. And she convinced you that it'd be a didn't have to convince me. I I literally did not think for myself till I till recently I would even say I'm still kind of working on it. Um, uh, I didn't really think to do like I would like music. I would never think to buy it. Right. Uh, I, 
and my mother sort of amazing mother but like this one area of um sort of guiding me where to go I, I think i didn't i got the message that my voice didn't really matter they did a, a study in the 70s which yeah. they never do now but they would have a mother rattle a rattle in front of the baby yeah and the, all babies do this in stages they do yeah. the same thing is this part they, of your research to figure out what your problem is well, accidentally, yeah. Like yeah. when I heard this, I was like, "Oh, that's me. That happened to me." Like what now? Yeah. So you, they rattle the rattle from the baby, and the baby's like, like and laugh. Yeah. Them keep rattling. Yeah. They start to push it away. Yeah. They make the mothers keep rattling. All babies then cry. Yeah. They have it keep rattling, and uh -huh. then all babies drool and numb out. Uh huh. And I was like numbed out. Like I would go from, from all the, uh, um, what do you call it? From the um, stimulus. Just like. For example, your mother's needs. Yeah, and just like her, like example, I would go. I'm gonna go uh, outside, and she'd be like, um, "Do you want to get a jacket?" No, I'm I'm good. You you should get a jacket. It's cold out. No, I don't want a jacket. Let me get you a jacket. No, don't give me a jacket. And then I'm walking out, and there's a jacket being put on me. You, know, you get the message. <laughs> your voice doesn't really. But it's opinions. interesting. Yeah, I never thought of that. But but I mean, on some level, that seems relatively maternal. It is, and it's a now. I think most mothers but like, do this. But but when it comes to like, you're going to jazz dance. No, I don't want to do jazz. Never even thought to say no. I thought it. I don't. Oh, so do you're this. already the hooks were in. There, yeah, no... I, I was a robot. Oh, you're. At so that you're point. saying at some point you just entered a state of post-traumatic stress from your mother's needs to. Mm. To, yeah. to make you do what you, she wanted you to yeah, do. Drooling, numbed so, out. Right. So by Robot. 13, you're like, what are you What on? are we doing? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I want to be clear. I, I have a great mother. I love my mother. This yeah. is nothing malicious. Right. It just, I, and some other kid, you know, my brother said, you know, screw off. So you're I, right. I so your somehow... brother was the one that's like, fuck you guys. Yeah, yeah. I'm smoking <laughs> yeah. cigarettes and hanging out with these ne'er-do-wells. Exactly. And you're like, I'm, I'm, I'm going to go dance. <laughs> Uh, I yeah I you know yeah you got to stick it to him at some point, pal. Are you getting me now? Are you starting to understand my behavior now and the guitar playing and everything and the voices? Almost. Yeah. Yeah, but You're I mean closer to it. I'm, well, I'm closer to it, but like so so tap and jazz at 13. Mm. Then what happens in junior high and high school? I remember a guy not to keep harping, but <laughs> he gave my tap shoes back just to get them like put on. Yeah. And he goes, one day I'm going to see you on Broadway. And I remember thinking, oh, gross. Like in my head, I didn't say it, but I was like, ah, I don't be dancing. And anyway. Did you go to musicals with your mom? I went, yeah. In and New I, York? Was it like, we're going yeah. to the city to see Guys and Dolls? Exactly. Uh -huh. Yeah. And then I was in school. I majored in theater, and I just did not like it at Where, all. Where, in college? Yeah, I went but, to- But what happened in high school? Were you like- I was- that was actually doing the theater shows gave me a sense of myself for the first time. So you were, that, so you were a, a theater nerd in high school. Yeah, I was the leader of the nerds. I was the head of, I was the president of company, which was the really theater group. And you think that your mother was? This was her encouragement. You know, yes and no. I def. I'm glad that that I she got me into this business and everything, but. Um, yeah, I think it was uh, had a big part of it. So you did several shows in high school. Mm -hmm. Song and Dance Man. Some dancing, musicals? Dancing Up a Storm. Really? Yeah. You still dance or no? <laughs> no. 
I never was very good. There was a guy who was the head of Alvin Ailey, and he did the choreography, which is amazing. At, this, what, at high your school, high school in Weston, the chairman of Alvin Ailey did. So why? Because he lived in the area, or he what? was friends with the director, mm. so he just came up to do some charity work for us, yeah. white, uh, yeah, you know, no rhythm kids, right? And we, we did all. We did the Whiz. I was the Scarecrow. Uh-huh. We did flower drum songs. We were Asians. Uh-huh. We did Fiorello, and I played a Jewish. Per- I, I never played a, a white person or. A, Oh, always... so that's sort of an interesting key. So what was the Jewish person in what? Morris Cohen. In in which show? Flower Drum Song. Uh-huh. Did you talk like that? I'm Morris Cohen. I'm Morris Cohen. Oh, no. What do we do next? Really? You did that? You I went, did that. Was that racist? Full... I don't know. Not when you're in high school, I guess. <laughs> Maybe it would be now. Be insensitive. Mm-hmm. It's very insensitive. I mean, you know, I imagine with all those shows, everybody would just have to have flat affect. Yeah. Yeah. We had, I mean, we did Asians and those white kids are, they made us do the makeup it was it was not would not they be put done tape today. on your head they didn't they didn't do tape but the they makeup? did like oh, the makeup they, oh really like king and i shit yes exactly yeah and then the uh on i think it was flower drum song i had a solo and the chairman of alvin ailey was kind of going around the stage writing the dance for me yeah, yeah. And he's like oh this is gonna be hot he said to me <laughs> and so i did the dance and halfway through the audience is just laughing they're laughing at my dance and then so not hot not hot, and I at the break I go. I'm sorry, I don't know. And he's like, No, it was supposed to be funny. And uh, it was not. He said it was going to be hot. Yeah, that's what he promised. <laughs> I still know the dance. I still know the move. I want to do it. I wish I could. I'll do it later for you. Uh, it, well, yeah. How, how are you ever going to forget something that scarred you so intensely? Like, <laughs> yeah. The, the first time you get just a room full of unintentional laughs when you're being serious and really it hurts. Oh man. Because I started you, that dance like this is going to be hot. As I was told. <laughs> Parents laughing at a kid who's trying to be a hot dancer. <laughs> How old? What's we, what year was that? That was seventeen. That was senior year. Wow! Wow is right. Wow! Yeah. But you had had some experience uh, with being funny on purpose. Uh, you know, I did get voted class clown, that kind of thing. And but I was in, when I was in eighth grade. I, I mean, when you're doing shows and you know you do comedies, when you're doing Morris, what's his Cohen? Cohen, yeah. I mean, you must have got is that was that? I got to be some funny? laughs on that. Was it is it comedy or no? Yeah, that yeah. was a comedic part. Yeah, right. And then they, we had like a talent show. My friends were like, "You should do stand up." Again, in not high school, my idea. In high school, high school. Yeah. Oh, okay. And I just did what people told me to do. Sure. It's a weird thing. So that's what you are, a follower. Yes. Yeah. Follower. I'm actually I've broken it though. Now that I'm aware of it, I have the tendency, but I'm now, I can point to it and go, Like oh, instinctually, when someone goes, come on, let's uh, do, you're like, wait a minute, let me think it through. Yeah, do I want uh, this? Kyle doesn't want to do that. Yeah. Kyle. But he will. Mm-hmm. I speak in the third person. <laughs> Kyle doesn't like to dance. <laughs> but if you keep telling me I should, I will. Yeah. But, so, so you've done, you're doing characters in high school. I would do impressions and stuff like Michael Jackson. This girl I really liked liked my Michael Jackson impression in like seventh grade. Oh, so you were like you were always you had it turned on all the time. That was your that was your method of communicating, of uh, getting attention and yes, because you could uh, you could you could like if you're not unlike many of us, like you, you've got the full spectrum of high school nightmare clicks around yeah and you could entertain all of them i was tiny yeah i I felt invisible and this was a way of i'm glad you grew out of that (laughs) (laughs) i'm like one like 140 
soaking wet. But I graduated high school at 110, yeah. uh, a, a heavy 110. Yeah. So it was a bean pole. But, but everyone knew you because you were funny. With, uh, people, it was a pretty small school. It was 110 oh, people. Something. So nothing. people knew me. Yeah. So there was no monsters. Were no, there? it wasn't too uh, bad. But I did No fun. football team. There was, but they were terrible. With 110 students? Or yeah. is that just your class? Class. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So okay, so you're 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 dancing song away. and dance man, and what what happened with the stand up experience in high school? You it was did it? it was bad. I I wrote twenty minutes that day, and we know that you don't. Was do it that. at a talent show situation? It was a talent show. Okay. Yes. So I went and I I um did like some stuff, and it was going well. Uh-huh. And then the host of the show came out and she said, "Mrs. Ola's about to suspend you. You you can't." This is in the middle. Of stop the show dead person you're, whispering oh, in my ear because you're doing you're in the middle of your act and you're killing yeah it was going well and yeah. I, was, I was doing stuff and what uh, were you doing I remember doing impressions of some teachers oh. and stuff like that you know, the uh, yeah. easy stuff yeah well no it's not easy but like in that context it was looked at uh, as a uh, attack on authority I exactly because yeah. you got to the principal and then someone said stop him well they were upset about my language which wasn't even that I think I said like penis or something like that that was it and I and, I, and she left and I told the audience I'm like I'm not allowed to say penis anymore uh-huh. so I told them big laugh what she said trying to get a laugh yeah did you so then I started to yeah then I started to say just other words for penis yeah. and then they dragged me off stage they dragged you off they dragged me Who? off my the, the the no the there was two hosts of the oh. talent show how they like physically yeah Did you I mean I kind of let them drag me you know oh, what I mean they oh, were just taking part of the me act. off yeah here I go making a bit yeah then I got suspended for like two days really you're like the Lenny Bruce of your small high school <laughs> yeah you know edgy I am <laughs> yeah man yeah that's crazy breaking the law so your mom when my mom was there luckily because she saw that I wasn't that bad so when you got suspended she said let's go get some ice cream and maybe dance a little yeah she <laughs> yeah we danced <laughs> and then there was a guy there uh, James Naughton you know that was an actor sure I remember that guy he's he, like he's one of those Westport guys right yes he stuck up for me which yeah. I really appreciate at that point he wasn't the one in uh, uh, American Werewolf in London. That was his brother, David Naughton. Oh, okay. Yeah. He was in A Planet of the Apes, the TV show. He played a non-ape. James was? Yes. Yeah, he would direct, he would like coach us acting. We had an amazing, for a high school like theater department, we had an amazing help. It was, huh. it was great. But then yeah. I got to college, and that, I did not like my acting experience in college. So, I didn't fit in. So you graduated, you're suspended, you put that on your resume, got suspended for a stand-up <laughs> act. I was upset. I didn't do stand up for like five years after that because of. But you graduate and you what? You did you apply at other places? Yale? <laughs> no, no. I don't read uh, well. You mean you have you I, dyslexic or? I, I have something. I think I never got tested, but like undiagnosed. You don't have the will to read. I don't have. <laughs> <laughs> I went to like a try to get untimed. A what does that SAT mean? SAT test. You can get them like untimed. Because I, oh. I, did, I did well for what I yeah. read, but I couldn't finish in time. I tested out of my language requirement in yeah. college. Oh, really? I just couldn't wrap my brain around it, dude. I could not. I fuck. I could not. What was the... I couldn't do symbolic logic. I couldn't do uh, mathematics after a certain point. Language. Like I was... I chose French and like I was just sort of like... You could take a test that would show that you're like mentally incapable yeah to get out of the requirement and i did that i did you can't i tried to charm my teacher but he wouldn't have it you just did terrible in french i couldn't i just couldn't do it 
I didn't understand like the grammar, the tenses. It was like you know, it was a lot of work. You well, that's 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 school. You gotta learn it. Yeah, I know. If I couldn't like sort of uh, song and dance my way through a class, a yeah. liberal arts education, uh, through bullshit and. Uh, uh, you know, like I couldn't write a paper. It was just like usually if it was like a 10 page paper, it would yeah. be like nine pages of, of pretty good opening paragraphs uh-huh. that never really <laughs> yeah. zeroed in on a point. Yeah. I couldn't do it. I didn't do well in that either. No. You don't need that. There's I, so much you don't need. And why do they not teach kids how to deal with their emotions? There's no, they don't take, take an hour to go, hey, here's what's going to come up and- uh-huh. And here's how you here's some uh, techniques to deal with it or whatever they they just go here's Charlemagne his what year he was uh, yeah emperor or whatever I I just don't we got to be going that way right right what teaching kids about their emotions yeah and how to deal with life oh, like being real overwhelmed, life overwhelmed. lessons no I haven't no yeah. you got to get those on the street why why can't you get them in school well, I think that's bit? true I think you're right I, I don't I don't no one prepared me for anything maybe it's your parents job I don't fucking know <laughs> all I know I'm not yelling at you by the no, way no I know but all I know is that you know I got out of college and I moved to LA and I didn't even know how to get an apartment I didn't know how to get a right. bed right uh, like, mortgage well, that, that just happened you know that was like I was in my 40s I know why don't they teach seniors about mortgages or when you're i i looked at a place in venice how about how just to buy a bed that's not like a futon on the floor or how not to live out of boxes that should be a, a class how not how to buy a bed <laughs> Ten thirty a.m yeah i looked at a place it was between santa monica and venice okay yeah. a half a block from the beach it right. was two hundred eighty six thousand dollars for a two level two bedroom uh-huh. in, in 2001 uh-huh. i thought i had to pay the whole thing me too i used to do a bit about that what, what did, why didn't they tell us? Like I, when people told me they bought houses, I go, how much? I'd go like a million five and be like, where'd you get up? <laughs> like I thought it was like a drug deal. You showed up with a duffel bag yeah. of hundreds. Yeah. No, and I, I had no idea. Th- that place know. is worth $2 million now. I, and if I just knew about a mortgage, I'd be like, okay, I'll take that. Yeah. I, you know, yeah. <sighs> I, at that point, it's probably zero down. And I just, great. Un- unbelievable. No. Who, Oh man, it's so just many, archaic what what they teach. So many things it sounds like in your life. If you'd gone to San Francisco with the guitar, and if I someone do told sound like you a San Francisco guy, how, how you you know to do a mortgage, it would have been a different world for you. Yeah, been, and my dancing, everything I, sh- ah, I should have gone dancing. I blew it. You blew it. Dang. I didn't know any better. Well, you can still dance. I bet I can actually. I can move well. Yeah. And I'm not afraid to say that. Yeah, like I, I just I can. I have a natural gift. Yeah. So what was the um, why did you have a problem with the undergraduate degree you got in theater arts? Okay, here's a class. Yeah. Movement for the actor, it's called. Yeah. They'd put on a tape for 45 minutes of sounds, and you have to move around how you feel. So it's like, boing, 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 and people are just moving around the room. Now, No guidance? No, you move around to the, you feel what you... What, like that kind of crap. And then in this other class, uh, we would read a book, like this one guy read um, Death of a Salesman. Uh-huh. No, it was the uh, Stella yeah. streetcar oh, yeah. named Desire. Yeah, yeah, right. So then you have to come in with your interpretation. So he 
drew, wrote on a mirror in lipstick, whore, and then he pulled on his pants and humped the mirror and then turned around and told us to go F ourselves and ran out of the room. And he got an A. That was his interpretation of the... This was it's where raw. I was. It's raw. Yeah, I mean, he took a big risk there. They didn't teach me how to get a resume or how to get a picture, how to get an agent. None of that. Uh-huh. I just left. Like, and if I... You know, I was still in that state of like being a follower, so I just stayed there instead of going, this is... I, I want out of here. But, but you didn't learn anything? No. Come on. I didn't learn anything. I learned Did to... do plays? Yeah. This one... Do scene study? Like, not even well. This one guy was like, um, oh, if you say, if you crack your voice, you sound more emotional. So we would go around the room saying farewell. And he'd yeah. point to you and you'd go, farewell. And you'd go, <laughs> great. <laughs> I wanted you to do it. Oh, okay. I'll do farewell. It. Farewell. See? That was a class. <laughs> now, why I didn't leave... Four years I did that. And then what happens? And then I just left. Yeah, and then where do you go? You I just went wandering to, around? I went to New York. I was like, where's Mark Marin? You went to New York. So you just moved after college with no plan. I'm going to be an actor? Was that it? Yeah. You get yeah a great plan. Get, where are my tap shoes? Yeah, nobody, you got to, yeah, there's no tap work no. in New York. There's a little. It doesn't pay well. Savion Glover and the other guy do it though. Yeah. yeah. You don't you can't tap your way to like Yeah, still a... people still dance though. But you know that I started to realize like, you know, people still want to be dancers, but you can like you know, there's like uh you know, Broadway shows, there's Vegas shows, they got dancers on boats. You know, I guess I mean, it doesn't seem like a like it seems like a very small kind of talent pool, but you know, people No still one's want... doing anything new either. You've seen all the moves. You can sure. see them on video. Yeah. Yeah. Someone's doing something new. New with dance. This guy can spin 30 times. Yeah, but that's just falling. flashy, you know. That's ballet stuff. I mean, there's still like honor the form kind of stuff, you know. Uh, but not, you know, we're not talking about Rockettes stuff. We're talking about Alvin yeah. Ailey. They're probably doing something good. Oh, I'm sure, yeah. They're, they're but who's going? Good. Who's going? I, I don't, I don't, I don't want to watch dance. Yeah. I mean, I, 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 I can go, but I'm not, I'm not seeking it out. I'm not checking, you know, schedule. You're not checking the dance no. um, shows. In I town? should. I feel like I should, though. Maybe we should go to a dance together and just see how it is. I just, don't, but you might end up crying and stuff. That was well, that, that a problem? No, I'll probably cry too. I'm, I'm more likely to cry at a musical just because there's so many people exuding joy. That's what you're afraid. Of. You're afraid of crying. I'm a, no, no, I, I cry all the time, but I uh, yeah. never, you know, when I should. When's the like, last time you cried? Um, I got choked up the other day. What what the hell was going on? I was watching a movie. It was Amy Schumer's movie of all things. Which one? I get choked up pretty easy. I watched, uh, uh, no, The Pretty One. Oh, okay. What was oh. it called? Am I Pretty? Uh, uh, I Feel Pretty. I Feel Pretty, yeah. I thought she did a great job. She's a great actress. I mean, like, but like I've seen her stuff, and yeah, I know that movie got a bad rap and whatever, but uh, but in terms of her comedic acting performance. Great. And they played it so straight. It was kind of impressive. It was, you yeah. know, it, like, it was, a, it was a, a pretty, you know, big conceit, real fairy tale shit. But yeah. they played outside of that. They played it pretty straight. Yeah, and uh, I thought it was very effective and funny. Yeah, I thought it was good too. But and you worked with her for a long yeah, time. Yeah, long time, long time. Well, let's get there because we're gonna be here all day if we don't. You know, I know. I'm, look, you tired? You already? know how busy I am. I know. What do you got to do? <laughs> I got to go pick up some wood. Really? I bought, I bought some reclaimed wood. You're going to do some work? We're going to do an accent wall in my house. Really? Yeah. Oh. You think I'm just a song and dance man. I do like woodwork and stuff. You're going to do woodwork? Yeah. I'd like to build stuff. Does Huntsberger come help you? No. He's a leather guy. He's a leather, yeah. I don't he need a leather, leather guy. He does leather work. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he made me some leather things. 
Did he really? I didn't yeah. even know that I had a podcast with him for three years. You didn't, didn't know that he had some, guy. yeah, he no. made me some leather coasters because he saw I had some that someone else had made me, so he made me some. I'll show you on the inside. Mm, trying to top the, uh, le- the Well, it was coasters. like, well, it was, uh, it was clearly, you know, he knew he could personalize or, you know, he did a nice job with him. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like the stuff you get at Tandy, you know, where you just, you hit the hammer with the leather. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a cowboy. You knew that. He, that's right. He is such a cowboy. Like, but he's a real cowboy. Yeah. Like he he will, he's with... moving out of here. So my guess, he's going to Montana. Yeah, get back to the horses. Yeah, that's where he belongs. So, all right. So you got the wood. Okay, so we'll get you out of here so you can get the wood. But um, so you go to New York, and when do you start doing the comedy? I started doing like sketch and improv. Where? At, I joined different groups. This is there's one group I had to pay money to be in it. Yeah. Who who does that? I don't know. People pay money to get stage time. They bring your you know, bring friends. There's a lot of different. You know, you got to do what you got to do. And I got this other thing. This other group. I uh, I just realized there was no money in, in sketching and improv, right. and so I was like, let me go back to try stand up again. Yeah, and I went to the comic strip because they were the ones who would let you audition. Oh, that's right. The other clubs, the, right? It wasn't the audition process right. of getting in. So you get passed. I got passed, and I started doing the uh, you know some late night stuff, mm-hmm. and then I started to. Um, get better spots before I was ready. Very thankful. I remember it was mostly guitar, out. right? No, <laughs> I I remember. Um, I would in the beginning I started with the guitar, but I got rid of it pretty quick. I felt like this is shameful. This is not what people do. <laughs> Clearly, I remembered it. Yeah, yeah. Like I, I in my mind somewhere I'm a dancing guitar like, player, just a guitar guy, it's a guitar act. <laughs> Yeah. Right, the guitar act. Yeah, yeah. I remember when I first started seeing you around, like, you know, like even as late as late as like you know when you were dating Sarah Silverman, I'm like the guitar guy. Yeah, yeah. I think it was like <laughs> once when you're like a comic that's like you know so geared towards like the real shit. Yeah. The, you know, the guitar guy never goes away. The yeah, guitar yeah. guy. I, I mean, I'm okay with it because I feel like if you're making people laugh, like whatever you're doing is okay. I mean, I don't, I, I feel like mm. I shouldn't have backed away from that and took the peer pressure. Is that what you think Looking happened? Back, I definitely, you know, the vibe in New York was you do not go up with a guitar on stage. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just stopped doing it and tried to be like how other people were being and talk about But my life, as you've heard, is not a great... Well, we didn't even talk about the plane. I mean, how often did you go up in the little plane? Uh, not that much. Maybe like once a year. Yeah. I, uh, did your dad fly it a lot? Yeah, he flew it a lot. Yeah, just to go to like New York or yeah, around. Yeah, you go to his, you know, oh, yeah? law stuff. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, it was Didn't cool. know how to fly, but you didn't, never interested you. No, I, I wouldn't even get in a plane like that now. Yeah. One all right, engine. so all right, so you give up the guitar against your wishes. You buckled because you just, you know. Peer you, pressure follower. Yeah. You know, I'm following the well, trends. I don't know if that's following. It's just sort of like you want to be a comic, so like you, you comics you respect, or like you yeah, know, maybe you know lose a guitar or something. Yeah, like and I, I was told to lose it too by managers and stuff. Really? Like that. Yeah. Who were your Who were your guys when you were coming up? Who'd you like to watch and stuff? I mean, you really, David Tell? Oh yeah. Um, I did like you know Dana Carvey and stuff, yeah. but it was it just wasn't happening. That kind of comedy wasn't happening in New York. So how'd you evolve? What were you doing? Because I, I kind of lost touch or interest. I can't remember. <laughs> I'm sure it was interest. Um, <laughs> Very funny now. I did I like uh, watching you when you go on now. Oh, thanks. I did a uh, Conan O'Brien. I got that, and then that got me out to L.A. Oh, okay. And what, two uh, thousand something? Uh, yeah, I think yeah. two thousand. And um, yeah, I just uh, did some acting stuff. I did. I got some sketch shows. I did Cedric the Entertainer presents. I joined mid season. I thought I'd made it like a 
bunch of times. I thought, here comes the rocket ship. Well, yeah, right. But were you doing mostly impressions or just being yourself? No, I never was doing impressions on stage. Uh, right. Uh, or characters. I just did it for the auditions. And those are the auditions I was getting. Like right. I never got a, a sitcom or anything right. where I had to read a script. As yourself. Never. Right. I only got shows that were like your character, your you So know, you got the Cedric thing and you're like... Uh, and I did like... Uh, Jamie Foxx had a sketch pilot that I did. That yeah. Was, that was like... To, uh, to get a part, it was like six auditions and I get there and there's no writers. Two of his friends who just got out of jail were the writers. Yeah. And our first table read was, there was no ending to sketches. <laughs> yeah. And Jamie Foxx was coming once a week and he, he the first table read, he took through the script. He goes, fuck the script. You do you. Uh-huh. And then he left and the executive was like, no, you have to do the script. <laughs> we weren't allowed to write for ourselves as a WGA rules or something yeah. like that. Anyway, Eric Andre was on the show too. We, when it was over, we were like, what was, what was that? What was that called? Yeah, that was called, uh, was the Atheon Crockett show at one point, Into Flow, where they changed it to, it, it had a lot of um, iterations. And didn't, it, it didn't go anywhere? No, I think it was on like one episode. Andre and, was on too? Yeah. That must have been something. It, we, you, the two we, of you just we like, bonded what is happening? Yeah, and then we go to the after party, yeah. just a nice restaurant, and we walk in late, because we just were like, had sweat and mustaches from the actual taping, and Jamie Foxx is standing up, long table, and he's going down the table. What's your favorite animal? Mm-hmm. And everyone's just like, a goat. I mean, a raccoon. Yeah. He's all scared. And then he goes, what's your second favorite animal? Goes all around. And then he goes, the first animal's who you think you are. The second animal is who you actually are. I told Tom Cruise that, and he said it blew his mind. So, And that was it? Yeah. And then, the, the, thank you for helping out. We We're just, not going to be continuing. Yeah. When we finished the... the uh, pilot he like made a speech and it was like fox executives were there yeah paying for these audiences to yeah. stay there yeah and he's making a speech about i told you so and yeah. it's not good but you did but reno kind of broke you a little right reno 911 yeah though i look nothing like or sound anything like that character no one ever but you do a lot of characters me. now that like especially now with this instagram stuff where you're just like yeah even though you're i don't even know what application you're using to make all that happen but you know face you, swap yeah. yeah. Oh, it's just that basic. Yeah. It's called face swap, and they just put someone's face on your face. Oh, that's it. Yeah. Yeah, but you can't really see you, but you can see you on the some of the goofier ones where you're doing characters. Yeah, yeah. Where yeah, yeah they're very Dana yeah. Carvey inspired ish. Some yeah, of yeah. The, like the news guy. Yeah, yeah. What's that guy? Oh name? yeah, Craig. Yeah. It's yeah. <laughs> going on, I guess. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. you just like build those guys from the inside. Yeah, I remember. <laughs> I always did that character. That Craig character, yeah, I. You just didn't give him a job. No, my my mother actually would do characters with me for like hours, where I would think like we should stop doing this, even as like a child. What now? <laughs> my mother would. We would do. She would like pull like role play, uh-huh. and so I would. We would play like characters and stuff. She would do characters too. Yeah. How old were you? Six. Oh, yeah. So this was be- this was before, was before the dancing. dancing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So it was more child play i would like, yeah yeah if you were yeah, doing yeah. that in high school it'd be no we didn't do that no that was pre pubescence <laughs> but like all, but you know the writing stuff so you're doing stand-up you're doing all the shows we all do you're getting attention stand-up wise you're funny a little bit i mean i never felt like completely comfortable with what i was doing on stage stand-up wise. i could never watch my sets i did well enough to do shows and do okay yeah the, all the like conans and the this's and the that's right yeah and, but i um 
I recently, I'm changing my actor. You did Comedy Central Presents. Yeah. I actually saw you there. Do you remember? We did the same day. You oh, had which one? Goats. I, I think I had two. Oh yeah, the sheep. What a sheep. bad idea that was. It just didn't. Well, why were look they right. telling us to put our? We don't know what our background. Well, should but be. most people are just sort of like I read into it. I'm thinking about the mise en scène. I think I'm I'm like a rebel. So like I'm the one uh, sheep that's going the other way. But basically, it was just a big picture of the asses of sheep. <laughs> yeah. And then there was a, a sheep on stage, and no one stopped me. But we still remember it. Well, I look at it and I'm like, I'm doing my my stand-up routine and there's literally sheep's asses surrounding my fucking face. You were the sheep guy to me. I'm the guitar guy to you. You're the sheep guy. I go, oh, the sheep guy? I had a big, it was a big plan, but how, how I thought in, in any world that anyone would read that properly and that I would think that much of myself as like, I'm a rebel, so like I'm the sheep that turned the other way. And it's just it's like, why is there a sheep up there? You overestimated your audience. I, it was just yeah i over it was just dumb no someone should have stopped me and just said just put you know mark maron up there that, that was like that once people just like put their names up there i'm like that's reasonable like <laughs> yeah. i did I, I did two of those the first ones i, I put a sideshow banner on i'm like i want i want a freak show banner behind me because i feel you know like that yeah you shouldn't be in charge i mean you're no. great stand-up but you should not be in charge no. of set design no, I, I remember the right before i went on the lady goes you have my you have my favorite. Your set's my favorite. And I got, because I felt insecure. I felt like, oh, she loves my comedy. Yeah. I thought she meant my set, my oh. stand-up set. Because so. you choose it. That was the big thing with those first half hours. You can yeah. choose your set design. Well, when I found out she meant my set design, I lost, I was, I was, uh, lost all confidence there. I had just my name and like some stars. You oh, know, like a little like Christmas lights. Uh, very basic. That's smart. I liked it. So let's, like, so you, you dated Sarah, but that's, you know, I don't really go in that direction, but you yeah. wrote for her yeah. on the first show as well? No. Later. No. The Amy, new one, the Inside show. Amy Schumer was the first show I ever wrote on as a writer. And she brought you in because she liked Yeah. You. Now, that was a, like a sort of always under fire. Uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, what? how did that, that pan out when the, the accusations of theft of sketches happened? Like, didn't yeah. you get slagged for the, the magician one? Yeah, that, I mean, I didn't because uh, I think a lot of it's just like under the radar stuff, but right. like that magician sketch, that was my thing, like I do magic hands or whatever. Yeah. But like I was there in the writing of it and the the part that's like in question, here's what went down in the room. Yeah. You know, there's nine writers. I can't even remember what was the magician bit. There, he the was bit in... that was like someone else did it on YouTube. Right. These two exact bits this person did. Yeah. And- what was the angle? I mean, while it was like a magician in bed with a woman, he's pulling like a scarf out of her a vagina, vagina right, and then right. he like comes up, they makes the a balloon animal out of the condom. Okay. So you have a room of writers and the, the head writer was like, okay, we need like magician things, funny things a magician could do in bed yeah. during sex. Right. So it just, sure. after 45 minutes, someone comes up with a condom, blowing yeah. up into a balloon. Yeah. It just sure. happens. Yeah. Yeah. And like, it just... Those ideas. No, I agree. I I know. Like I've been in writers' rooms before, and then and, and you got to sit there and go, like, is this like? Yeah, yeah, they were very into like googling. This guy's. I mean, he had like two hundred views. It was yeah. while we've been talking, a thousand comedy videos have been uploaded to YouTube. It's, yeah, it's just like almost no. I mean, with the, it's true. Like especially with stuff that isn't insanely personal. Yeah, that the the possibility of somebody coming to the same bit is yeah. high. Yeah, especially now. Yeah, with, I, you know, like I like that's why I made the shift. Like you, you know, even there are some bits. If I talk about anything that's, you know, pop culture or whatever, I'm like, eh, someone's got to be. Yeah, yeah, know. yeah. It's so not worth it. No one wants 
to you know be called a, a thief the worst. It, it ruins your whole career it's like they, they were very good you know there was someone who was like is that that sounds familiar and they would google it just it's just impossible to but, get everything but, but you wrote for most of that right and you performed yeah i wrote it. for yeah all four years yeah did you used to open for her too uh sometimes yeah yeah how's I, she doing well, you that, that's a way to be a comedian what she does opening uh, arenas yeah you fly a private jet and then uh escort through red lights from oh, the really? airport, just right to the thing. Still, she's still drawn like that. I don't know. So now, these your primary focus outside. I see you do stand up a lot, and it's very funny over at the comedy store. But it's these Instagram videos where you put yourself uh, in character with the face melding app. Yeah, what is it called? It's called Face Swap. Right. Face swap. If you could refer to me as the king of Instagram, because I feel like when you just say something, it, it becomes true, like a Trump thing. So sure, if you could, yeah. Kyle Donahue, king of so, Instagram. So okay, yeah. let's let's go back. Let's go but back. don't uh, let me just give okay. a note to my producer: right. don't cut what we said before. <laughs> so Kyle, yeah. you're kind of the king of Instagram mm-hmm. now. Oh, thank you, and thank you. <laughs> King of Instagram, Kyle Dunnigan yeah. won. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's great. Good for you. I love uh, having a one at the end of my name. That's at Kyle Dunnigan one. Yeah, my nephew told me it's not cool to have a number in your name. Yeah, okay. well, I mean, you just didn't you didn't get there quick enough. No, this right. guy's got my Gmail. He's oh, got really? everything. Oh god, do you have you talked to him? Do you have a relationship? He, we with email because he sends me emails like this looks important, but there's a bunch <laughs> of he's not emailing me. Like he's gone quiet for a year, and I'm sure I'm missing. Uh, yeah. yeah, well, he's. Emails. Uh, I think he's doing like he's dancing now. I think. I heard. Oh, is he? Yeah, he's oh, dancing great. and he does a guitar thing at the end. Oh my God, I gotta ships. see that act. Yeah. Kyle Dunnigan 2. <laughs> You're Kyle Dunnigan 1. Yeah. But he's the real Kyle Dunnigan. I mean, according to Gmail, he is. But the, but the point is, is that you've done something creative with available apps. You've done what people assumed that everyone was going to do. You've made your own little, you know, thing with the available technology without yes. a tremendous cost to yourself. But I haven't seen it done before. Mm. But then again, I'm not but you're the king right but like I, I don't spend a lot of time on Instagram but yeah. you'll do a lot of Trump in conversation with somebody else whether it's uh, the, I watched the CK one I yeah. watched uh, I saw a Pence one but uh-huh. I think that was Bill Maher and Pence okay right yeah, yeah. uh huh and yeah but there's a lot of Trump talk. There's a lot of Kardashian business. Some yeah, those Kanye get the business. most view of the uh, Caitlyn Jenner stuff. The uh, you as Caitlyn yeah. and all yeah. the other ones. You, yeah, but yeah. you play all the people. Oh yes, and yes. you do a pretty good Trump. And they actually made a video. Chloe was doing my bit in one of her Instagram stories. Oh really? Yeah, and I got it I, on I, purpose. Did she give you credit? No, but she did it. Like, uh-huh. She kept doing. We're mad at you. It's just the thing I do. Oh really? Yeah. That's it was funny. cool. She she stole something from your impression. Yeah, she claimed it. You know, which is which is the good. You know, claimed it. Good thing. But you're to okay do. with it. Oh, I love that. Would have been better if she gave you credit. It would have been way better. Yeah, yeah. So now, what? Where do you see this going? To the top. <laughs> right there. I look at it like, and I'm excited about this because this is like my TV show. I have total control. You know, I got this audience now. Yeah, and um. I just love it. How uh, long does it take you to do those? It seemed pretty. Some rough. take so long because you've got to put the little box in of you with the. How do you? What's the production? It it's gotten a lot faster. Really, I I do go through like a writing process. I shoot them kind of not uh, just with my face without the face swap stuff, so I can just see if it works. Yeah. And when I first started doing this, I kind of got some flack for trying too hard. 
because it's clear I'm trying really hard yeah, on like my production Instagram. production values. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I thought, I'm going to keep doing... It's an outlet. Fuck them. Yeah. And I was like, oh. And now people don't give me flack anymore for that. Well, I mean, I think it's like, it's a night, like all these apps are, you know, really designed to entertain ourselves and then just dump it out there in the world. Like, look what I did with the thing. Yeah. But like, you know, you've done it. You've taken this technology to this other place where you can actually cast an entire show with yourself. Like yeah. a sketch show. Yeah, yeah. You know, using this thing. But yeah. like... How do you, like, I, I don't know enough about the technology to, even if you were to tell me uh, that I would be like, oh, right. You know, I, I couldn't even do that. But it yeah. seems like to do the two uh, face mash things. Yeah. And then, you know, have one in a box so they can actually have conversation. That 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 seems to be a leap. Like, do you, you can't just do that on the the app, right? No, I go to this um, editing app. Yeah. And uh, it's pretty intuitive and... There was a learning curve when I first started doing it. I just wanted to do a, um, I was looking to have conversations, and so I thought the FaceTime. Yeah. It's like a natural thing to look at. So I started oh, so that's what you're mocking. Yeah. Like I'm using that device, FaceTime, oh. so it it makes sense. You actually use FaceTime? No, but just the FaceTime the, the where you way, see picture in picture. Yeah. Right, so that's right. That's what it looks like when you FaceTime yeah. someone. That idea was, was huge that for was me, because now key? I could have conversation. That's the key. Because I can have conversations now without cutting back and but forth. But what's the other though? When you do uh, the, all the Jenners and uh, Caitlyn, uh, you know Caitlyn Jenner and all the Kardashians, that's more like a uh, what is it? Go Office or Me Office or one? Of those <laughs> yeah, yeah. Where... It's more of a leap. It's a big FaceTime party. Well, no, it's like one of those ones where I used to advertise for it, but I can't remember what it was. There's a couple of uh, of different apps that do that, so you can talk to several people at a meeting in different yeah, yeah. places. Yes, that's yeah, more like, like that. that. Yeah. yeah. So it. It it doesn't look foreign to people watching it. Right. They accept it as sure. okay. That and it happens. Also, looks like a fucking panel situation on a news show. Yes. Yeah. And I've done that too. And uh, yeah, picture in picture is big on how, TV. So how how many are you doing a week? How many you got up? There? I try to do two a week. Really? Yeah. It's hard. Sometimes. And what's the average audience? Like viewership? Yeah. Like two hundred thousand views. Good. Yeah. It's enough to where I feel like. Um, you know, I, I'm excited that I that I get it keeps me going. Okay, but now here comes the bigger question. Yeah, what's the business model? That's a great question. <laughs> I did get a deal. I've I've been offered a, a TV deal, yeah. like a, a a pilot kind of thing. Uh -huh. But uh, for this, Instagram's going to start monetizing on IGTV, Instagram TV. So I'm hoping to get involved in that because I am making zero dollars right yeah. now. Um, starting this podcast and I'll start putting that up on Instagram TV. Yeah. And um, yeah, and if this TV show, if that thing happens, hopefully I'll um, be able to pay my mortgage. But you obviously have this attentive crew of a couple hundred thousand. Do you ever think about doing ads? I'm, I have been offered like to put it, you know, like... Uh, I don't know. I hate a washing machine. Some like product in that. I've been talking to someone about that. But as character, yeah, just somehow put it in. I did a one video where like uh, Kim was lost in her house and she didn't know what the washing machine was. Oh yeah, like I could have got a free washing machine. Oh, like, I that see. kind of stuff. I will product do. placement. Yeah, if it doesn't affect right, but only one minute on Instagram. There's you don't have that much time. You have to compact everything. Sure. People tune out if they hear. But how how about you know in terms of drawing them to your comedy shows? That, that audience that's been great i've been able to do like small theaters now. oh really yeah all from the instagram all from the instagram now do you feel pressure to do the impressions now that yes 
Because mm-hmm. I do the shows now and people will shout out to Caitlin or yeah, baby. And they'll yeah. shout out. Oh, yeah. Stuff. And it's all right with you? I, I, yeah, I'm happy with it, but I do feel a little bit like I got to get a Caitlin bit. Oh, right. Really right. fast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's hard to get an impression in, in your act without looking like. Right. Here's my impression of. Yeah, right. Uh, it's just. It, I think it goes a little like. Like. <laughs> <laughs> That's what turns you off about impressions. Sure. Probably. Or back, back when they turn around, back in the old days, like. Right. Like, it's they, unacceptable. They turn around and they turn back around. Is it, yeah. Yeah, it's classic. It's violating. Well, you don't have to do it like that. Just, you know, just kind of jump around. People can take it. Like, the best thing is if you have a story with them, but I, sure. I, don't, I don't know this. I don't know, Caitlin. Well, you make it up. <sighs> All right. But you're the guy who decided on the sheep background. I don't know if I should listen. I don't know. Mm. But you know true. what I'm saying. I'm just saying there's a way. No, you're around. right. Yeah, yeah. No, that's a good idea. I, I will do that. Well, you could put a couple of characters. Just Why not just do it like your conversations, but just make sure that somehow or another without hitting it over the head, you introduce the the, the premise yeah. in the conversation. Yes. You know what I mean? Yeah, there's a way to do it. Uh, Melissa Villasenor uh-huh. does impressionist stand-up really well. Right. Like that, like what you're saying. Right. Like she- Yeah, yeah you can do that. There's a way to do it. Sure, man. Get on it. I, was, I did have a personal story with, with uh, Bill Maher, though. It's okay. Like I was on his private plane. What's the, we're going to close with it. Okay. So it better be solid. Oh, I mean, a bit, is this like it's big, not a bit. It's not a good but story. But a morning radio ender? I, mm, it's oh, a on, beginner. Let, or, let, me, let, me, let me set you up. So uh, I heard you, uh, you You had an interesting encounter. Did you do with, the king of Instagram? <clears throat> Kyle Dunnigan, the king of Instagram. Uh Great funny stuff, and I, you know, I was watching. You. Yeah, I, mm-hmm. we we get a big kick of it. Uh, oh, great! I'm sorry, we get a big kick out of it. Start again. Sorry. Start again. Sorry. Okay, sorry. So Kyle Dunnigan, the king of Instagram, is here. Uh, Thank you. Back from uh, from break, and uh, we all here at the station have been watching those. Um, you know your Instagrams. Oh yeah, and it's great. Oh. Yeah, the Trumps great. Thank you. The, the Jenner, the Kardashians. Mm-hmm. You know we mm-hmm. we love that. And, you know Mike Pence, very funny though. Thank though you. Christy, our weather girl, uh, is actually knows Mike Pence. But oh, it, I'm sorry. I'm not. We don't get political here. But you know what I'm saying. I I've, sure don't worry about it. Yeah. But. Uh, but no, but but we were thinking. <clears throat> <clears throat> sorry, my fucking cough buttons. <laughs> <laughs> the uh, you you did, one <laughs> with the king of Instagram, Kyle Dunnigan, and uh, so you do such a good Bill Maher on your Instagram. Like, they're all great. Thank you. Yeah, but uh, but Bill Maher. It, now I heard. Correct me if I'm wrong, mm-hmm. uh, but I heard that you uh, you you met Bill Maher. You have an experience with Bill Maher. That you have a problem with Bill yeah. Maher. Yeah, I uh, I was on a plane with him once. Actually, no kidding. Yeah, like a like a commercial. His private jet. He's got a private yeah. jet. Wouldn't you, how, yeah. How do you like that? Huh? It's amazing. Doing all right in show business. That <laughs> yeah. guy, right? Yes. So why are you on the private jet with Bill Maher? Well, my girlfriend at mm. the time. He's trying to. Mm? Your girlfriend. He was. Well, he. We were going to Hawaii and uh, we missed the plane and uh, she told him and he goes, I'm leaving tomorrow to Hawaii. Who's your girlfriend? Uh, Sarah Silverman. Oh, at the time was Sarah Silverman. So she's a big comic. So why wouldn't he be friends to her? But he doesn't know you, right? He doesn't know me. He knows me as a guitar guy. Oh, but he, guy. yeah, but he, I heard that. he loves Sarah. Yeah. And so he invited her and I, and I think he was bummed out. That he was going down there to hang guy. out with Woody Harrelson. Probably. His yes. Right. I met Woody too. A great guy. Ever meet Woody? No, no. He no. was nice. I was very much ignored. I felt a little ostracized, but he went, he noticed and uh-huh. he like went over. I thought it was really nice. Well, we've had Bill on the show. 
uh, a couple oh, times. Oh, really? Sure, but uh, but not but not Woody. No, Sarah was here, uh, you know, plugging a tour years ago. But uh, okay, yeah, yeah. I'm still in character. I don't know. What you're oh, oh, sorry, sorry. Yeah. Blah, 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 blah. So I get on the plane. Yeah. He's like, "Do you people really think there's a god? There's not." Okay, so I get on there. <laughs> he did and that he's, on the plane. He did it on the plane. Did he do it over the speaker. Welcome aboard. Yeah, you, you people. people. Yeah, and I sit down. He's just kind of ignoring me, which is okay. But it, we were small just, plane. It's a small plane. Yeah, and I was like, "Is this in my head?" And then Sarah was like, "He's not being nice to you." Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah, but I think it just—I get it. He's not—he wants to go on vacation, and sure. he doesn't know me. And there's a right. guy who doesn't know, and uh-huh. I get it. But you're on his plane. Yeah, I was on the plane. And then what happened? I've been miserable on on uh, private. You think private jets? You're doing good. Never been on one. You've never been on one. Never been on private jet. Don't travel in those circles. This is me, Mark. You could get your own private jet. Not really. You could fly a few places in your private jet. Well, you mean you hire you a private jet? Yeah, you, you rent, rent it. it. Yeah, right, yeah. but it's like, what is it, like 100 grand per flight? It's like 60,000. Oof. That's nothing for to you. what? No, it is Come something on. to me. What do you think I am? I don't I'm know. I'm fucking talking the to you king in my garage. Of, uh, you're the king of podcasts. Oh, yeah, it's big money. Big money. Yeah. Yeah. Do you do ads? I haven't heard any ads. You yeah, do them put later. them in later. Oh, okay. But I'm not during the conversation. You don't, but I'm not private. I'm not private. You're not a private plane. jet guy. No. Well, it does seem like a waste of money, but. I'll fly first class. Ooh. Yeah. That's fine with me. Different world. What? I'm you're a, Mr. Private Plane Guy, I guess, if you're I'm opening for- I'm coach. Are you? Unless I'm tagging along. Or someone, someone's flying you. Who someone's invited to right. private I'm tag So along. let me just get something clear. Is that the end of the Bill Maher Private Plane Look, story? I told you this was not a great story. Wow. At the top. So he- <laughs> Well, there was moments that were just uncomfortable. Like he had a, a set, he did stand up, and he was coming back to the table. Everyone's like, oh, he killed- and then I said- You went to a show that night too? I didn't you go. part of your vacation? I didn't go. Uh-huh. He just had a show. That's why he was going to Hawaii. Oh, oh and, so the and, night before. Yes. Yeah. And then, well, he came back to the table after the show and everyone's was like, oh, Bill killed. So he sat down and go, hey, Bill, I heard the, the audience was, was pretty rough. Yeah. I was like trying to get, make a joke yeah. of the opposite of what it was. That's comedy, right? Yeah. And uh, you, it wasn't the right thing. You didn't read the room, right? I didn't. No, no. because Bill, like, uh, I mean- Maybe if you know him really well, you can bust yeah. his balls, but he doesn't, uh, uh, I've never seen him handle that well. Yeah. Ever. I, I also tend to go when I'm nervous for the wrong. Sure. You yeah. lose your intelligence on on what to say. And I, Are so, you one of those guys? Yeah. Yeah. Working yeah. on it. So you like, you see Bill Maher and you're like, hey, Bill, there is a God. You're stupid. I'm <laughs> yeah. sorry. what I say? Kinda. Yeah. <laughs> I'm working. I'm aware of it now though. Uh-huh. Well, that's good. That's all Self-awareness is good. The most important thing. Well, I hope everything works out. Thank you. And you've always got the dancing. I can always go back to and that. the guitar. Yes. Yeah. But it, I'm glad that the Instagram's kind of, it's exciting to pop uh, in a medium that you have complete control over. I'm telling you, I was midlife crisising And now the king year. of Instagram. Now the king. Wow. Great. Congratulations. Amazing. Thank you so much. Good talking to you. You too. Kyle Dunnigan. Go see all his weirdness on Instagram. Also YouTube, Twitter. Uh, no, I have no musical instrument with me. None. That was a, a jazz-phrased improvisational humming. It's um, hard to learn. But if you focus, you can do it. Mm-hmm. Boomer lives!